Okay, here we go. Hello, welcome to Crave. This is the podcast and videocast dedicated to entertainment and entertainment which is catching the eye and the ear of me and Steve McCabe. Yeah, and this week uh, we're going to be talking about a a new, well, they're calling it a limited series, which basically means probably there won't be a a second installment. But anyway, uh, Netflix has a a new series called Clickbait. What are you doing here? Tell her you know me. You know this lady. She's family. What are you doing here? Do you have your phone on you? Yeah, why? Okay, now get your phone out. Is this a joke? Did Nick put you up to this? In what way? Is this funny? Well, it can't be him. I saw him leave for work this morning. No one at work has seen him. I was just at the sports center. He didn't show up for his 8 a.m. meeting. This is a mistake. This... What the hell is this? I don't know. Um, now, the title itself obviously suggests there's going to be questions about how we use and indeed misuse social media. That is so. Now, you may heartily agree with what Steve and I are about to say, or you may think we're just bonkers. Uh, Anyway, not that we're ever bonkers, but you might think that. And so in any event, do let us know. We're at Crave um, Podcast is our website to get in touch with us. uh, Podcast at Crave Podcast. We'll give you all those details at the end of the show. Let's talk about clickbait, Steve. So basically, it's it's a... It's a crime mystery, first and foremost. That's that's the basic premise, right? So we've, we've got husband and father Nick Brewer um and nick 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 is played by adrian uh, grenier grenier i'm not sure how we're saying his name um he, he's he's not in the show very much really because at the very beginning first thing we see of him he's in an online video where he appears to be confessing to a rather shocking crime um and and we're given the message that if this video is viewed by five million people then he will die Yes. Which is a bit a bit confronting, really, to be honest. It's not the way you want to start your day. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and so the story then is more about his wife, uh, his two sons, his younger sister. There's a detective. There's a reporter. And then there's other characters. And we'll talk about how they're developed in a moment. Yeah. Um, but it revolves around the, 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 um, the university in Oakland in California where Nick works, or we should say worked, as, <laughs> as, 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 a, as a physical therapist. That's right. It's an eight-part series. And they, what they do is that the, each episode is told mainly through the focus of a different character. Um, it certainly moves at a pace. Um, it does, as you said at the beginning there, Steve, make a lot of points about the, the good and the bad of the Internet. Um, yes. There's plenty of twists to the story. Uh, it does keep you guessing because um, you're kind of steered towards one character and then perhaps towards another. So um, engaging, yes. Is it a classy piece of storytelling is uh, my question to you mr mccabe and that's a really good question isn't it so so, so should, should we just dwell on on the the, the the clever little conceit of the show the little, okay. little yeah, gimmick yeah. that it Good. uses um each episode is set up slightly differently yeah. so so the very the start of the very first episode uh we're told that episode uh is titled the sister and and it's it's told largely through the lens of um or from the point of view of of nick's um nick's sister pia 
who yeah, yeah. is is clearly a, a somewhat dysfunctional individual, although she manages to hold down a job as a nurse. She's clearly right. a bit of a mess personally. Uh, yes. And she's played with a little bit of sort of like wide-eyed, over, overdone drama by Zoe Kazan. Um, and we, we see that basically she doesn't really get on terribly well with the rest of um, Nick's family. Yeah, yeah a bit um, of a mess. But then at the end, at the end of that, the, the, the emphasis starts to shift toward um, Roshan Amri or Amiri, I beg your pardon, who's um, the detective who's who's trying to handle the case. He's played by um, an oddly Australian dude named Phoenix Ray. Uh, and so the second episode is, is called The Detective and, and largely it's told from within his perspective. Now, this isn't like a, a Rashomon style we we see the same story repeatedly through different people's ah. eyes. It's as yeah. as the narrative progresses, as we get fed more and more crumbs of of clues, we see it shifting to a different perspective each time. Which is an interesting device. Does it work? Well, I think I think it does keep the story um, moving in a at a good pace, and it keeps your interest in the story because once you've seen where you're going, you're wondering, well, what, what's the next character going to bring to the storytelling? What is the insight they're going to have that you have, you've been missing so far? So I think that's quite a um, – it's not the first time this has been done, but it's, it's quite a nice way of just keeping, your, keeping that level of interest going. Um, uh, and uh, it – touches on it, 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 it's with the layering of the story isn't it steve so yeah. so we, we for example as you said at the beginning um nick uh, the um uh, the man who's gone missing and who's in the video um he he's been publicly shamed he appears to be um, admitting to a terrible crime and then there is a death later on and so you might think maybe this is all one group person or group of persons responsible for everything or is it? And as as we go through, as you said, the the, the with the focus shifting along, that unpeels another aspect of the plot. And so I think that I think that's that's engaging and it's entertaining and it's um uh it keeps you it keeps you in the game. What, did, yeah. you, did you think so? Well, it, it does make for a somewhat uneven um, series, unfortunately. One of the problems is that that you get a different show each time. Um, and 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 let's be honest, um, the cast, while well, I mean, it is very, very well cast, it is unevenly and inconsistently cast. Um, so for my money, it didn't really truly hit its stride until episode three, The Wife. Right. Okay. Now, The, the Wife is played by Betty Gabriel, who, yes. um, and, and so uh, The Wife is Sophie Brewer. Yeah. And uh, Gabriel is is a very, very strong screen presence. Um, I have a lot of time for her on screen. Um, she was, I've recently seen her in um, uh, an Apple TV show called um, Defending Jacob, which is a relatively minor part, but you can see there's something going on there. But then as as Sophie, as far as I'm concerned, she largely carried this show. She's very, very good. And so when the story revolved around her, I was I, I was hooked. I was like, yeah, this is, this is a, a powerful piece of TV. Um, Less convinced a later episode uh, about a reporter, and I'm obviously you you will have had insights of your own on that one, Simon. Yes. But yeah. but Ben Park, played by Abraham Lim, um, good good supporting character. Yeah, a bit cliched. Um, I I just to come back, I I didn't I, I wouldn't share your view that it um, by having the uh, the different episodes on different people that made it a different story. I I. I 
I thought that was a way of keeping the story um, alive a bit, a little bit, and maybe stretching it out. Yeah. Um, I think Betty Gabriel is a good is a good actress. Um, I actually th- felt for most of this, certainly the beginning, and then maybe a bit later towards the end, the sister um, Pia, played by Zoe Kazan, um, probably became the for me the main driver of the story. I guess. Um, I, some of the some of the apart from the main crime that we're looking at in this in this series, Steve, there's a whole range of other issues around um, how people use social media for good and for ill, and yeah. about and about the our stand, standards of morality in society. I mean, I give too much away to say that the wife Sophie, quite early on, we we discover that she's had an affair. Yeah. Now, um, the question is. In the great scheme of what's going on in the story, is that such a terrible, terrible thing? Um, and this story does uh, invite you to look at that type of behaviour in in a way that's maybe you're not going to sort of you might condemn it to begin with, but then when you see what else is going on, you might think, well, we're all human, we make mistakes. Yeah. That's what the story is inviting you to 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 follow that line. Um, so there's quite a lot of social observation going on. There is, isn't there? Which which makes one thing, and this is something you hinted at earlier uh, when we were talking off camera, something a, a little bit curious is there was a, a big social um, engineering point being made that was never, well, it was addressed, I think, once, maybe okay. once specifically. Um, within within uh, modern American society, um, mixed race marriages are not that common. Right. Right. And, yeah. and 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 certainly on screen, they're absolutely not that common. Yeah. Um, now, yes, very little was ever made of the fact that this was um, a white man married to a black woman raising mixed race children. Yeah. Yeah, was, I agree. It was, it was mentioned once when it was a relevant plot point, when it yeah. was when it was expedient to bring it up. Um, Sophie makes a very, very strong point to appear about the fact that, that her children are black. But apart from that, it was never mentioned. Yeah. So in terms of the general day-to-day lives that we're seeing going on around this, the, the central family in the story, you're right. It's an unremarked upon thing. Um, we've got um, Nick, the, the, the husband, and his, his sister and, and, and their mum embracing this, as you say, this multi-ethnic uh, family. Uh, and the people around them don't seem to that that's fine. We've, we've got the detective who's Muslim. We've got the gay Asian reporter. Um, the, the, this series and its casting is certainly hitting all those marks about representation and diversity, um, inclusiveness and, and accepting of people from different backgrounds. And so you, I guess you can say, well, that's great. That's that's, that's good. It, but as you said just now, how common is that actually? And by presenting it in the way they are, are they kind of sugarcoating it are they um how realistic is it is is it kind of propaganda but with a good for a good cause <laughs> uh, i don't know well, it's it's yeah I, i'm i'm gonna go I'm, I'm on thin ice here i realize i'll be very careful how i word things but i'll just point out the fact that one of the creators is in fact called christian white and and just <laughs> okay uh, so he's, he's literally a christian white male and 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 so he's he's obviously uh, introducing a number of 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 asp- of sort of um, diverse elements in this, and you mentioned yeah the the Roshan Amiri, the detective, yeah. he's Muslim. We're, t- we're shown quite explicitly he's Muslim because yes. we see him at at um, his mosque attending um, prayers. Yeah. 
Why? What was the relevance of that to the story? Uh, good question. There was a, yeah, yeah. We did see, for example, he there was a, a frisson between him and the um, Pia, the, the, the sister yeah. of the missing man. And um, at one point, it's clear that there's a, it's mutual. And uh, she invites him to have a drink. And he says, well, no, actually, I'm, I don't. Uh, because I'm I'm Muslim uh, and that's my faith, uh, so that that would be pertinent to that part. But the actual the fact that he goes to a mosque and prays that really didn't have any relevance to the story at all, did it? No, no, um, it, it, no. I mean, great. We we like to see diversity in characters yes. because that that's what the world looks like and that's what we should be seeing. But yes. don't just throw me these tokens. Yes. Look, look, we got our Muslim in. There he is right now, backing your box, mate. And that's how it felt. It, it felt very token. Yeah. And I think maybe obviously their heart was in the right place, and they they were trying to advance um, and uh, diversity and advance people being trying to show that people accept each other for what they are, and then they're not looking um, at their appearance. But I I was just thinking, Steve, of a, um, other films and which have addressed this in a different way. And there was a fa- just this is this is way off the no uh, good. Let's do it. Um, there was a very famous old black and white movie called 12 Angry Men. Oh, now we are going back a few years here, aren't we? Long time. Henry Fonda was. Yeah. The, it was, a, it was a, a, basically the whole film was in, in inside the jury room. And I'm yeah. just raising this pause that they were all white men discussing someone who they were absolutely sure was the, a, a criminal who was a Latino, I think. Right. Henry Fonda was the lone voice of protest. But during the course of telling this story, they actually aired and showed the prejudices and biases of these this group of men. And by doing that, um, they sh- shone a light on it. And yeah. so probably more good comes out of that than trying to cover over and maybe pretend it doesn't exist, which is kind of what clickbait was doing in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a long-winded way of saying maybe being more realistic is more effective. Yeah, and and it, it and and let, let let's face it, it's, it's great to see a diversity of characters and yes, and absolutely. And it's it's good to see that 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 we're not afraid to put. I mean, in particular, you know, in 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 America these days, Muslims are disturbingly vilified. Um, and so great, you know, so we can have a a. A secondary character, not the main one, obviously, because let's all get carried away here. But we, we can have a character, a somewhat prominent character. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's Muslim. Okay, great. Let's explore that. Find out how that informs his character. What does yeah. it mean to be Muslim? Not just show him going to the mosque once and tick the box and move on. Yeah, it's- there was. Um, what did you think, Steve? Of uh, uh, you mentioned the, the reporter, um, uh, who's called uh, Ben in the story. Yes. He's Asian. Yeah, ben, ben Park. Gay. And Ben Park. Now, so we see him at his workplace and we see him a little of, an, of him in his personal life with his partner. And they do show there the tension between um, the pressure on him as a reporter to get the story and get it first and maybe yes. start to cross a few boundaries about legality and morality yeah. and the pressure that puts on his relationship. So I, in a way, that was uh, that was interesting. Uh, it, yeah. it wasn't – what he did as a reporter um, had a big impact on the story – um, but at least we got to find out a little bit about him in, in his personal life. So I, that was probably quite um, uh, useful. Um, it, but I have to say, if I see one more scene in an American drama 
yeah. of a group of journalists camped outside someone's house day and night, throwing every time they open the door, rushing yeah. at them and shouting questions. Um, I'm just going to. Oh, I, I, I was suggesting very similitude is compromised here, Simon. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> well, it's such a cliche. You see it in so many programs. I mean, not, not that is not how all journalists behave all the time. I'd just like to put that in there. <laughs> so, 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 so we're assuming that all, all these American news outlets have got enough of a budget that they can pay oh, yes. an entire film crew just to stand in the rain for 24 hours a day. Oh, yes. My goodness yeah. sake. Come on, people. It is, it is a bit much. Anyway. Uh, other things we took we can talk about with this um, are going to be um, we're going to have to be very very careful about spoilers. Yes. Okay. Uh, be, because obviously it is a twisty, turny, windy yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, my my take on a good twisty, turny thing is yeah. that that ultimately there should always be very very clear breadcrumbs. Right. Even if you don't spot them. Yep. As you're going along, um, and and Debbie, our intrepid guest reporter, did did a couple of times say, "Hang on a second. Yeah. And she did, did, um, and a really good one. You you should be able to at the end go, "Oh, of course. Right. Didn't see that. Should have seen yeah. that coming. Yes. I'm not a hundred percent convinced they stuck the landing on this one. I think that's fair because while there was a genuine, yes, there was a surprise at the end. If you, if it's a complete and utter surprise, then you feel cheated somehow. Yes. You feel like you haven't been given a chance to get your head around it and try and guess yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a fair criticism. I, um, really, really, th there wasn't any much of a, a, a trail of breadcrumbs, was there, um, that would have led you to even suspect this person, I, I think. For my um, money, not quite enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um. Huh. But just one other thing, Stephen, you, you you work with in your area of work, you you work with a lot of young people, and 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 I'm sure familiar with how they are engaged with social media and the internet generally. And one of the things that was interesting about this uh, storytelling and clickbait was it certainly showed how the internet and social media can be misused. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but there was an, an example there of um, its positive use which mm. I thought was quite of interesting. Without giving too much away, we, we have a scene between two young people. Um, the viewer is led to believe that perhaps um, one of them is innocently speaking to a, a criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then it turns out not to be the case and that the, the uh, this other party is actually just someone genuinely interested in helping them. And so it became an example of how that type of communication and contact can be beneficial so i yes. thought that was i thought yeah good on you for that because it would have been very easy to paint um all social media as evil all the time in this story and able to be manipulated for evil ends and while there is a lot of that it did take some time to show you that it doesn't have to be all like that so mm. i thought that was um a, a worthwhile thing they put in the story very much so yeah but you want to talk about cliches you're you're you, you got crossed with the with the camped out journalists. Yeah. <laughs> um. We 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 had the obligatory hacker. Oh yeah, true. Oh. Got it, got it. Hackers can do anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and 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 just because you toss in words like metadata doesn't make it plausible and credible. But yes, 
Yes. But we, we, we had yeah. that one where, where the character says, oh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll just extract the metadata from the images. And suddenly, next thing you know, they've, they've, they've figured out the culprit shoe size. And yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. no, this is not how it works. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, it's one, they were one step away from basically having the character pull the black hood up over the head and be hunched over the keyboard yeah. in a darkened room. And, and that, that's one that kind of grates with me a little bit. But here's the thing. In a case like that, you know, I commented on this to to Debbie, our intrepid guest reporter, and and she said, just go with it. And and so I had to ask myself, has this show developed enough goodwill, and it, has it engaged me enough that I'm willing to set that aside and just go with it? Um, and I think the answer is, for the most part, yes. Yes, I and actually I agree. Despite mm. the, the the points we've we've just discussed, it does have enough. Um, energy and twists and pace um, that you actually are drawn along and on this ride and it's a piece of entertainment um, it's it's not it's not uh, Dickens or Shakespeare but it's no. or whatever or Scorsese but it's um, it's it's entertaining and you do want to find out what's happened to Nick um, who's done it and and why and for that so on that level um, yes it works it does i mean you, you say you want to find out what happened and 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 debbie did comment to me that, that she actually found herself uh wide awake at three in the morning trying to piece together now how did he connect to her and where did she come from oh it was him wasn't it it must have been him yes. and, and and she she found herself like i say wide awake in the middle of the night trying to piece things together and a show that can get under your skin that much it's doing something right i agree what it doesn't do for me is it it doesn't le- reach that level of quality of script and drama um, and, and and acting mostly to to elevate it to a uh, a level where I'm um, my in, in, my uh, how much I'm investing in it is like a really um, utterly emotionally invested. I mean I've, I'm aware it's got this slightly I don't know slightly melodramatic yeah soap operatic sort of almost tone to it a little bit. It's it's not it's not it's pretty really uh, but it's entertaining it yeah. is yeah. i mean obviously it's, it's it's overblown and it's overwrought um and in fact let's go back to the journalistic cliches for a second here yes. i started watching and i know I'm, I'm not late to the party on this one i started watching the morning show yesterday this is the one you might be aware of with jennifer aniston uh, oh, and i haven't uh, seen that okay yep uh she and martin correct so steve carell play um hosts anchors for an american morning news show yeah um and and then you've got reese witherspoon as a um a a cub reporter she's too too not you're going to be a cub reporter you know she's like out out in the wilds and she's never quite made it to the big leagues she's up in west virginia somewhere um and they do the same thing that that ben park the journalist in clickbait does is they present their stories not like they're writing, reading a news report, but like it's um, a feature for a glossy magazine. Right. Yeah. The, sty- the style of language they're using. Is like, you know, like, People here are fascinated to find out what's going on with the latest story of the Brewer family. People yeah. are sensationalizing the story, and we are going to cover it in that tone. And, yeah. and they do that an awful lot. And, and, and so the entire show is done on that level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, hey, just, we're nearly out of time. I'm going to very quickly mention a, a series I've just caught up on, another end of the spectrum from clickbait. It's uh, if you're into Scandi, 
uh, crime. And who uh, among this isn't? Yeah, it's an Icelandic series called Trapped. Um, it's had two series. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, it's much more of that sort of slower, more somber uh, pace, but a really interesting um, series set in a small northern Icelandic town with characters who look as if they're real people, who don't look as if they stepped out of a fashion magazine or a right. Hollywood casting um, studio. Uh, and uh, I would recommend it highly. You just give yourself a little bit of time. But um, and I, I know it looks it looks bleak, but fascinating. The the landscape in Iceland just is yeah. amazing, just incredible. Well, anyway, that I, becomes a character and story. I, I will give it a look because I, I would I, in in the before times. In fact, at the very end of the before times, I was in Iceland and I was blown away by the place. Oh really? And, oh okay. And you're right. The landscape is 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 a living thing of it of its own. Um, well, unless, I like that. Yeah, lovely. Uh, by the way, I think I, I like that before times phrase. Yes. Um, Steve, can we yes, can we keep using that? I think. Well, I think I think we're going to because because <laughs> you say you, you you say you know if you've got time and let's face it, mate, seriously, <laughs> what what else do any of us? In fact, what one thing I was I was curious to notice in in going just go back to clickbait for a second, and this is also true of Nine Perfect Strangers, right. is um, they're not doing filming in the US at the moment, not so much. Okay. And yeah, and and so Nine Perfect Strangers was filmed in Byron Bay, in New South Wales, and, and was in, um, was it Melbourne. I yes, think? a lot a lot of clickbait was filmed in Melbourne. In fact, yeah. in fact, we've got um, Phoenix Raye who plays uh, Roshan Amiri is from Perth. Ah, good on. Yeah, excellent. Um, there's there's a few other um, Aussie actors in in the piece in fact if you look at a lot of the names of the characters yes they they scream these people are not american (laughs) i mean they've got um a brother and sister called sarah and simon burton and there's no way in the world that's an american family i'm sorry (laughs) but (laughs) but it's just interesting that that even even if the stories are staying american the locations are are branching out a little bit But we'll be back in the same location in about a week's time, Steve, I think. Um, oh, we're, not, we're not going anywhere. No. So anyway, that's good to talk about clickbait. I'd be very interested to hear what people got to say about that. Oh, um, definitely, yes. Yeah, it's it's not the top, 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 but it's actually, it's not, the ride's not bad. So yeah. so people are going to email us, Simon. How would they go about doing that? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Steve McCabe. He, they could email us at podcast at cravepodcast.com and not only that steve how else can they get in touch with us well we're all well uh, all over uh, although for considerably more benign reasons and purposes we're all (laughs) (laughs) we're all over social media at crave podcast at the usual venues exactly quite right um and we're only here to spread good things we're not of course yes Uh, we've hardly murdered anyone this week have we Simon? Not a one. Lovely. Okay. Well, thank you very much for watching and listening. We'll, we'll see you again soon. We'd like, like to hear what you think about clickbait and anything else. Uh, until next time, I'm Simon Mercep. I'm Steve McCabe. And that's what's been entertaining us this week. Fantastic. <laughs>